Welcome everyone to Paranormal Roundtable, PRT. I am your host, Josh Turner, also known as Wolf, and uh, we have a show for you tonight. But first, let me get some of the preliminaries out. Um, if you guys want to reach me, it's Josh Turner at PRTPodcast.com, Josh Turner at PRTPodcast.com. That's the email address. Or you can friend me on Facebook. I've told everyone before, if you're a new time, first time listener, you're a new person, let me tell you. If you want to be my friend on Facebook or Instagram, send me a message saying that you're a listener of the show, so I know that you're so, you're a friend. Um, Josh Turner nine forty. That is my handle on Instagram, and then Josh Turner. You can find me on Facebook. Just look me up. You'll see me. I'm the goofy guy wearing the sunglasses um, and wearing a PRT shirt. And uh, just let me know. Hey man, you know your show sucks, but I want to be your friend, and and I'll uh, I'll be your friend. So. Um, that being said, we have several groups on Facebook, and I am an admin in uh, multiple groups, and I would like you to go and join, uh, join up with us, um, be a part of the groups, be a part of what we're doing. We have, first we have, of course, uh, Paranormal Roundtable, which is the main group itself, and then we have Paranormal Roundtable Pair Group, which is Nelly and mine group, and my group, sorry. And then we have Paranormal Lounge, which is Nelly's group. And then we have Wolf Turner PRT fan page, which is Phil Stern. He, he created that group. I didn't create it. Um, but uh, it is funny. They like to uh, make memes and stuff about me on there. Paranormal Encounters, which is Tony's group. But don't expect to see him because he's basically an absentee landlord there. And the Paranormal Trucker Podcast with John King, Quad Coalition of Sciences with uh, Nick Valente, North American Dogman Project, Region 2, which is D.A. Roberts, Whisper to a Scream, which is Ryan Tremblay. Dogman Werewolf Discussion, which is Della Carter and Phil Stern. Those are the groups that I am an admin in. Um, I was in a few others. I had to scale it down a bit. But um, So what we got going on tonight, we're going to talk about some weird stuff like we always do. But uh, if you guys feel like the need to, to, to make something and send it to me or you want to just write your story out, which I do have people do, um, you can send it by carrier pigeon or you can, <laughs> or you can send it through the mail. And that's it. If you do that, that's 6001 West Palmer lane, suite 370 PMB 131, Austin, Texas, 78727. Uh, say it one more time. 6001 West Palmer lane. Palmer is P-A-R-M-E-R, not with an L. It's P-A-R-M-E-R. Suite 370 PMB 131, Austin, Texas, 78727. You don't know how many times I've had people already like, oh, I sent it to Palmer, Palmer Lane. And I was like, yeah, and it was undeliverable because Palmer Lane doesn't exist. It's Palmer Lane. And and it's an honest mistake because it could sound like Palmer, you know. So join the Facebook groups, you know, and so you can you can uh, keep abreast of what's going on. This episode, like all episodes, will be will a link will be dropped on the Paranormal Roundtable group on Facebook and there will be an official link. And if you go and you leave a comment and your, your comment is chosen, you could win. You could win an autographed book or some merchandise or both. Who knows? Depends on what we're giving away. Um, but, uh, that's the only way to do it. That's how you win. And so if you would join the groups and also, like I said, make sure you let, let me know that you're a friend of the show. Now we have a Tuesday live stream that's been doing very well on YouTube and it is a YouTube exclusive. You're not going to find it on any other channels. We've done over 70 of them. And a lot of you guys are listening to me like on Spotify or 
iTunes, whatever, you're, you're missing out if you don't go and check out the live streams on, on YouTube. Because first thing people say when I hand them a car, oh, are you on Spotify? Yes, I am. But if you listen to me on Spotify, you're only getting part of, part of the, uh, you, you know, you're not getting the whole picture. The YouTube live stream is me actually uh, live doing a show. And then we archive it and it goes into the YouTube archives on Paranormal Roundtable Group, on Paranormal Roundtable channel. And you can go back and you can listen to it if you miss it live. But if you're there live, it's really cool because then you can interact with the other fans and with me. And you can say things and do whatever. And so that being said, we we have a Patreon, okay, which is patreon.com. Slash PRT podcast. That's patreon.com PRT podcast. Now you can join that and, and be a three, five, uh, 10 or $20 tier member. Don't forget. We also have the, uh, we have a few tickets left for the conference conference is coming up August 13th. Now, if you want to be a part of that, if you want to go to the conference, you want to be a part of that, what's going on. There's going to be a ton of speakers there. Ken Gerhard, uh, Nick Redfern, myself, um, Martin Nunley, uh, Lyle Blackburn, David Weatherly, a bunch of people. Tony Mergle. It's just, it's gonna, it's huge. It's gonna be a bunch of people there. I think there's something like 14 speakers, and myself will be there along with my co-host tonight. Hello, everybody. That's Nelly. She will be there, and uh, the PRT crew will be there along with all of these other uh, well-known uh, authors and speakers and um, podcasters, YouTubers. Steve Stockton, uh, Josh Nokia from What Looks Beneath. There's a bunch of people. Kenny Irish. So anyways, it's going to be a great time. Everybody, I hope you show up. And uh, if you haven't gotten your ticket, it's not too late. But we aren't going to be selling a whole lot more. And I think we're going to stop at a certain point. Uh, so anyways, if you haven't gotten your ticket, go get it. Eventbrite, that's where you get the ticket. It's going to be in tennis, uh, Paris, Tennessee, and Eventbrite, it's under Paranormal Roundtable Presents, the first annual Dogman slash Cryptid Conference. So we get all that out of the way. Join us on Tuesdays for the live stream. Uh, this Friday is this episode, and next Friday we're going to be uh, interview. We have a guy named Tex from Texas Back Porch, or Front Porch, I'm sorry. Uh, I was on his show, and he's going to be on uh, the next two weeks on Fridays talking about Dogman Bigfoot. But tonight, we're going to be talking about some other weird stuff, okay? And th- uh, if you go back and listen to the Tuesday live stream that just that just happened, we, we had Truth from In Impromptu Truth. He has a podcast on, on – he has a show. And they talk about all kinds of weird stuff, but he had an abduction experience. And we and it, we go down the rabbit hole and talk about all kinds of things. So go back and check that out. And then next Tuesday, it's coming Tuesday, the July 5th, we're going to have a guest on. And you're going to really enjoy this one if you come and check out the, the, the live stream on YouTube. He has been on the show before. Uh, and he's a very controversial person. But uh, he's coming back and he's, we're going to talk. So be sure and check that out. So uh, Nelly and myself, we decided to do this as a standalone episode because we had so many stories about this stuff. Um, I do security and I have a bunch of people who, you know, work with me doing security and we have encountered a lot of weird stuff doing this job over the years. And for a while we were doing work for a a large company that 
nearly every store in these malls, if they needed security, they went through this company. And this company was a like a subcontractor. And they would subcontract us. Um, and so they would ask us, hey, they need coverage at Neiman Marcus. They need coverage at Nordstrom or Williams-Sonoma or the Disney store, whatever. And, and so we would cover that. And so having worked in a few of these, these malls, I can tell you right now, dude, they are freaky. I mean, there's some freaky, creepy stuff that goes on. And the mall is like, if you go to the mall in the daytime, and Nellie, you know this, we go there. We have a lot of friends up at Lakeline Mall. And it's like a happy, it's, it's lit up, it's pretty, it's cute and everything. You know, it's like, oh, the neat shops and the people. That's one side of it. But when you go there at night, overnight, and there's nobody in there. And the lights are off. And the lights are off. <laughs> it, is, it is not the same environment. Like, let me tell you, I have worked at Barton Creek and at Highland Mall, which no longer exists. It's now part of the ACC, the Austin Community College. And uh, Highland Mall is no longer, it's, it's a defunct mall. And then there is uh, Barton Creek and then there's Lakeline. And then there was North Cross, which is now just a big shopping center. It's no longer a mall. There are pieces of it there now that have become part of like a strip mall. And then there's a Walmart right there. Um, but when I first came to Austin, there was Westgate Mall. There was North Cross Mall. There was Doby Mall. There was Barton Creek. There was uh, Lakeline Mall. And then, well, Lakeline Mall was, was built later, but then, you know, at one time, all these existed at one time. There was Lakeline, and then there was um, Highland. And when I was a kid, Highland was the mall that we always went to because it was, like, closest to us. It was the biggest one that was closest to us when I was a kid. Now, sometime, I think, I think it was in like the mid-2000s, uh, Highland Mall just began to go down the tubes. There was just fighting and shooting and all stabbing, all kinds of stuff. And so it it eventually just kind of got down to where there was hardly any stores in it. And then it just closed all, all together. And then they completely revamped it and used the shell of the building to, to create the ACC campus that there today, the Highland campus. So I'll start with that mall. I'll start with that mall because it was the one that I went to as a kid. Now there used to be a place there at that, at that mall called the gold mine. And what it was, was an arcade that when I, I spent a lot of time in as a kid, my, my mom, parents would go to the mall to, to get something and that for whatever reason, they didn't care about me or they didn't want to be around me. So they'd be like, here's $10, go to that arcade, get away from us. And so I, <laughs> so I would go to the arcade and I would play and there was a rumor that went around when I was a kid and, 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 it, and it flourished when I was a teenager. My sister and her best friend, they both worked at that mall. And it was a rumor that a kid had been abducted. I not, I don't think it was true. I think it was just somebody had tried to grab somebody's kid or something. And so people were like, oh, be careful, man. The gold mine, you know, there, there's like a, a crazy psychopath who, who snatches up kids. So that's what they were saying. So when, when I went there as a kid to play games, um, I, I was kind of leery, you know, until I got older and I was like a teenager. Then I was like, yeah, I wish this dude would try so I could, you know, beat him up, you know, because I was that kind of kid. You know, I thought I was the baddest, toughest guy in the world. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember hearing all these stories. Well, years later, I did security there at that mall, like, like before it closed down. I worked at Wet Seal Forever 21. 
Um, I think there's another one. Is it called? What, no, I don't think that one was in, in existence yet. But there was another store I worked at there. Um, I worked at the J.C. and at Dillard's, and then there was there was one. I think it was called. Uh, it was a female clothing store. I can't remember the Hillies? name. No. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but anyway, Lane Bryant. I, Lane Bryant. <laughs> I think was 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 I think it was Lane. Was it that's it's like the one where the women stretch pants or whatever. <laughs> I think it might have been. I don't know if Lane Bryant's in the mall. It might have been, but anyway, there was an there was an Oshman's Oshman's. Yeah, it's it's a weird name for a sporting goods store, right? So anyway, years later, I worked security there, and the name of the arcade had changed at that point, and it was one of like the third or fourth posts I ever worked, and this was from a different company, and they sent me to the mall to work, and they now the mall has their own security, and I met a guy. Who worked there? His name was Chet, and he was actually pretty cool. And he t- he told me about the the mall and and the ins and outs or whatever. And he did the patrol at night. And there was a couple other guys that worked. There. I think there were three guys that worked overnight. And so I was I did security at these various places for this other company. And I remember one night I was working at Wet Seal, and he told me point blank. He said we were walking through the mall. He was taking me in. He had to let me in, and he was showing me. And I asked him, you know, about the the stories of the gold mine, that uh, arcade or whatever. He was about my age and he'd grown up in Austin. He was like, oh yeah, dude, I remember the stories about people saying that kids were abducted there and all this stuff. And him him saying that, uh, people saying that, you know, be careful, you know, over there because there's this creepy guy and neither one of us had ever seen this guy. Nobody really knew what he was, he looked like. It was just a, a rumor. A legend. And a legend, yeah. And then, of course, there was these arcades down by the drag, and then Dobie Mall was down there. And I went down there and started playing video games, and I was like 16, 15, 16. And my mom lived in Austin at that time, so I guess I started down there about 15 and before I moved in with my mom when I was 16. And so I remember going down there to the drag, and the same stories persisted of this creepy guy, this long-haired guy with a trench coat that was really tall, and he would grab kids and stuff. And so when we were down there playing video games, you had to be careful. Well, the rumor actually started from a ghost, from what I figured out. Because what this guy told me, he said, no, dude. He said, there is a guy um, that people see, and he fits that description. And he will be seen moving around that part of the mall, and then he would just disappear. And so the security told me that. And he said, he goes, I was shocked the first time I, I... worked here and he goes, I see a guy from the back profile and he was wearing a black trench coat and he goes around the corner and I'm like, sir, sir, excuse me. Cause you know, how did he get in? The mall's closed. It's one in the morning. Um, and he disappeared right around the area where the arcade was at that time. And I think the arcade and the name had changed or whatever. So maybe the owners had changed it or whatever. And so the, the, the story of the description of the guy, he said, now nah, the guy had like long hair and he didn't see his face. He didn't see the front of the guy. But he said that he thinks that there was a a ghost, like a story. Now, he said that his stepbrother had actually uh, been confronted at the because his brother worked there at that arcade at one time, and he said that he got confronted at the at the exit one day when he was closing up with the the boss, and there was a a, a big tall guy there and says, "Hey, I need change for a dollar." The guy was tall, he had dark hair, long, long dark hair, he was wearing a black trench coat, and he had uh, a weird uh, a face. Like he, he said that his face was very strange looking, very angular, and he was very gaunt. And he said that the guy said he didn't change for a dollar. He's like, no, I can't do it. He goes, you have all these quarters or you can't change it? And the guy got kind of aggressive. 
And my friend said that his stepbrother told him, um, you know, he goes, Hey dude, we just closed up. We, you know, everything's locked up, whatever. He's one of those kids that kind of was, he thought on his feet, you know, he's pretty quick. And he said, if you're going to have to go and, and use one of the change machines, you know, and he goes where they're at. He said, they're located in the center of the mall. And I, he just lied. He just said that. And the guy goes, there's no change machines over there. And so then the owner's like closing it up and telling him, well, it's, it's not, a, it's nine 30, you know, we got to go. The, the, it's, we're done here. We, you know, like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. The next day he tells, he calls his, uh, his brother into the office and he tells him, he goes, that guy you saw, he goes, he's not real. Like, this is what he said, right? And he said, what do you mean he's not real? He goes, well, he's real, but he's, you know, he's a, he's like a phantom. Like he's like, people see this guy and then he just disappears. He goes, I don't know if he's, if it's a ghost or, or what it is. He goes, but he goes, I've had interactions with this guy. I've seen him in the back of the arcade. And then when I go to close up, he's gone. This is what I was told. I don't know if there's any truth to this. This is just what, and I remember the rumors as a kid, there was this tall guy that was creepy and hung around grabbing kids, whatever. And, uh, it, it was, it, the rumors be, began to be, my parents heard it and then they were like, okay, you can't go hang out there anymore unless an adult's with you. So my sister's boyfriend would go down there with me cause he liked to play video games and we'd be waiting for her to get off work. And so sometimes I would ride the bus up there with him and then we would, we, they had one vehicle and then we would ride back with her when she got off from, from her job. Uh, they worked at Dillard's. Now, that being said, when I worked there, I was doing security there. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I saw the guy because I didn't. But when I was working at Wet Seal, at one of the, of the places that was there you know, years ago, I did have a weird experience. And I saw what I thought was somebody in the mirror standing in the, the main part of the mall. And when I looked at this guy, it's weird because he kind of looks like my friend Pete and Pete, I'm sorry. It's the truth. Hell, and, and Nelly, you know what I'm talking about, right? He, the long hair? He, he, yeah, he kind of looks like Pete, but really skinny. And he had these really thick corn room glasses. And he had this weird uh, black coat. And, and, I, and I saw for a split second what I thought was a man standing there. I saw him in the mirror. And I turned and I looked, and there was nobody there. And there was a couple of workers that were working there. And I got to know this one guy from Oklahoma who's a really cool guy. And uh, he was a real good Christian and, and me, him and his son hit it off. And I started talking. I said, dude, I could have swore I saw somebody standing there. And, and then the guy who was the contractor who was doing the flooring, he says, dude, he's like earlier, I thought I, I he goes, I, I was like right at the edge of the store. And so they had to have the, the gate open. You know what I mean? That's why they needed security there. Somebody could come in, you know, he goes, I had the gate open and I look and I thought I saw a pair of black shoes and I looked up and for a split second, I thought I saw a guy wearing like a black duster type uh, coat. The trench coat man. Trench coat, yeah. And he was gone. So over the years, I had asked different people if they had heard about this guy. Some had, some hadn't. Um, but the guy that used to work there, he was very forthcoming. And he said, look, he goes, there are several security guards here that swear they've seen this guy walking around the parking lot. And this is back before Austin had like a really bad homeless problem. And then, then lo and behold, the, the drag, you go down to the drag, which is on Guadalupe and there's Dobie mall over there. It used to be anyway, it's not there anymore. And, uh, kids were talking about, there was, a, there were two arcades, uh, right there on the drag. They, they would talk about 
the gold mine ghost, like this guy that was, and supposedly he was walking around down there. Now I never saw anybody. I never met anybody who saw him down on the drag and I never saw anything weird on the drag. I never did. Uh, but yeah, I heard that story and I heard that Dobie mall was haunted. Um, there was a subway that used to be there upstairs in the food court area at Dobie mall. And there was a, it was a, a woman that used to work there who told me years ago that, you know, she quit working there because something pulled her hair and it did it more than once. And so she quit working there. Yeah. And then there was a, a, a burger, play, a hamburger joint there that's not there anymore. And there was a guy that she goes, you can ask this guy from the, the hamburger place, you know, cause I was always interested in these kind of stories. And when I started talking to him, he was a, a, from, he was a Korean kid and he was really cool. Me and him hit it off and we started playing street fighter, uh, together at the, at Einstein's arcade. He would go to the tournaments and stuff, and me and him became friends for years. And he he told stories of working at Dobie Mall, and and hearing about the guy, the ghost from the gold mine, and and he was talking about how people would see him wandering around the drag, and they think that that the story, the legend, kind of changed. Like it became, he was once uh, like a really good video gamer or something, and he beat somebody in a tournament, and they killed him. And so then he was angry, and so he would hang around these arcades. And so I never met anybody other than him that had said that they had an, a run-in with this ghost. Um, but through secondhand, my friend Chad I used to run around with, he said you know, that there was a kid down there that claimed that the goldmine ghost was running around down there near the, ar the arcades. Uh, and there were two of them. There was Einstein's and then there was another one. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but there were two of them right there down the street from each other on Guadalupe. And of course, Dobie Mall was across the street and there was a bowling alley uh, at the UT. You could go in there and if you weren't a UT student, you could still go. There was an arcade that was called the Union and you could pay. And the, there was always rumors, but I never did meet anybody who said they saw it. Now, this this one kid, he said he saw it. Um, hanging around out, out, outside of Einstein's, the same description of this guy, which I thought was weird. But then you go to Dobie Mall, and there were all these stories. Now, I did security at Dobie Tower, which was connected to Dobie Mall. And that is the tower where, uh, like, a dorm for UT kids, UT students, and it's still there. And that place was supposedly haunted. And there was a kid, there was a kid who supposedly had OD'd. And people would see him wandering around the halls and all this stuff. Having worked there multiple times, I never saw anything. Um, but yeah, I, that that's the story of that ghost. But it was weird. When I was working at Wet Steel, this, this guy, he told me he saw a guy standing next to him. So that was the weird thing that happened there. Um, and I thought I saw somebody standing in the mirror, which was just... I, it, it blew me away because I was like, wow, that's crazy. And it was the description of this man. And the fact that the owner was very nonchalant about him and my friend that worked security there, his stepbrother, having actually encountered and spoken to this guy who may or may not have been a real person. Um, it's just weird. Uh, but anyway, we're going to move on from that. So that that's the story of that. But we're going to talk about this one. Now, this happened at JCPenney. Now, here's weird. here's what's weird. The Highland Mall had a ghost that looked like an old hag. And then there was another ghost who used to be a hairdresser that supposedly worked at the one at Barton Creek. 
Now, those are two different things, and, and, and they're two different malls, and Barton Creek is way bigger. It's a huge mall. Uh, we go to Lake Lime Mall quite often because it's closer to us, but Barton Creek is probably four to five times the size of Lake Lime. It is literally, if you walk it all the way around it and go through all the little, you know, it's like they say it's like a mile inside, you know, like if you, if you walk through all the the, the branches because there's like three or different branches. It branches off. And so, anyways, Highland Mall, which, like I said, no longer exists, there was a, a, a story of an old hag, and the the workers at J.C. Penney's, they were friends with a couple of the people that that I knew that worked there years ago. I did security there one night, and I was regaled with stories by these girls, the ladies that worked there. They were like, I don't know. And at first, I thought they were pulling my leg. I was like, they were like, hey, you got to be careful. There's a ghost here. And they called- Just the one where they fed you? Yeah. Well, no. They're, they're, I always got fed. That's why I'm so fat. And it's, this ghost, though, was named Stella, I believe they called her or something. They had like a weird name for it. I'm trying to remember if that's correct. I, I, I don't have it written down because I don't, I couldn't remember the name. But they said that, that she looks like a, an old hag. And I was like, well, I'm not really worried about that. You know, I'm like, I've seen something like that when I was a kid, you know. Uh, I think I was probably like in my mid 20s or something when I was working there. When I did security there, and it was like a part-time job, and my main job, I was working downtown at the club scene, so it was like, whatever, dude. You know, just my off days, did need some extra money. Well, I had no incidents that happened to me. The morning came, um, the the crew had finished working, they, I was in the, in the store about three hours by myself, nothing happened, absolutely nothing happened. The manager comes in the morning. Were you spooked and scared she, during that time? No, not really. I didn't feel anything, not where I was at. Um, yeah, but I just, I just kind of stayed back in the break room, but she hung out in one particular area and that was in the woman's clothing area. And so I, I stayed out away from there because <laughs> that, because I had to be by the back door where they were doing the, the moving stuff in and out and taking mm-hmm. tiles and stuff in and out. So I, that was my job was, was to watch the crew and make sure nobody kind of wandered in or anything. And the construction crew had told me that they had had a run in with some sort of spirit. The guy's name was David. I remember that because I ran into him a couple more times because he he worked on a lot of these stores. And I remember him. I also That was the guy I worked with at the bridal shop too. And I'll get to that one. So he told me, he says, dude, one of my crew said something tapped him on his back. And it was one of those mirrors um, that you're coming out of the bathroom. It's in the hallway. And he goes to turn and look and he screams at the top of his lungs because he see, he said he saw the ugliest old hag and he came and he was from Mexico, right? So he, he takes off running and he says, La Llorona, La Llorona, you know, and she says, it's like the, like, you know, the crying lady, you know, and he said that she was laughing. And so he, he said, it's, it's, it's you know, it's a Walita, an old grandma, you know, back there. And he said that he, he was scared. He was terrified. Was she and, floating? And he told him Fantasmo and Fantasmo. Nah, it was just, she was just standing there in one minute and she was gone. He said that she was dressed in like a tattered gray, like rags or whatever. No one knows where she came from, what her backstory was. Um, a lot of people said that she looked like an old Native American woman. And maybe it was something that went on before the mall was built. Like maybe, you know, because there were a lot of Native Americans in this area because there's a huge water waterway there, the lower Colorado River. So some have theorized that it was a, uh, a, a, a uh, like a, an old Native American woman and she was haunting that area. And so that's the only thing people could come up with. Well, there was an employee that worked there and she, the manager came in 
And she signed me out, whatever. But we sat there talking about ghost stories for about 30 minutes. And then this other employee came in. Now, she was very interesting. She And, and I actually ran into her when she worked at the other JCPenney. And she's the one that told me about the other ghost um, at the other mall. She came in and she said, she goes, I have actually seen Stella, this ghost. I think it was Stella. I'll just call her that because that's what that, that sounds like that. But anyway, I said, well, what, what does she look like? She goes, dude, it was a horrible, hideous woman with like no, like no teeth. It's like maybe, you know, two or three rotted teeth. Her face looked like it had abrasions on it. Like, you know, like maybe she had some kind of leprosy or something, you know. And and she was smiling and grinning and kind of like like laughing. But she goes, I, I see this woman wandering around the woman's uh, clothing department. And I go to confront her because she's like, we're closed, you know. And she said they were doing uh, uh, like a inventory audit. And she was there a couple hours late. So she sees this woman wandering around and she's sitting there talking to one of the other workers. And she says, I'll go tell her. And when she goes to go tell her, she says she 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 lowered herself down and uh, was on the ground. And now you know this story. Nellie knows. You've heard this story. When she gets over there, she sees her her feet. She sees her laying down behind a clothing rack. And she says, ma'am, ma'am, you have to get up off the ground. She said she had her eyes closed. And she thought, oh, my gosh, this, this poor woman's, you know, she's she's disheveled. She looks lost. She She fell. And she's probably had a heart attack or something. She doesn't know what's going on. Then she says she she turns to go run back to the other employee and she hears ha 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 kind of like a laughing. She turns back around and the woman she hears the laughing and she sees the woman's eyes open up and just stare right at her and she said, "Dude, it it was like this this, this entity was staring into my soul." She said, "I was terrifying." And she said she ran and the woman sat up and was like telling her and you know in this in like a really 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 low guttural voice to come back. And she's like, the hell I am. So she kept going and she ran and she told the other worker, she's like, there's a woman over there, you know, that, and the, the, the other worker had seen the top of the woman's head going through the, the clothing area. And she's like that, the old lady, she's like, yeah. And she's like, okay. Cause she thought, you know, that it was just somebody who had gotten lost and wandered in. They weren't real sure how, but there was nobody there. And they wandered around all over the place. And the manager, the overnight manager, he told him, he's like, he goes, there's, there's nobody here. We, we hear this story like all the time. There's people claiming that they, they see this old woman. It's, she scares kids basically and, and customers. And, uh, that was it. And so, yeah, she said, I saw this woman, you know, well, she ended up subsequently transferring over to the JC Penney in Barton Creek. And now we'll go to that mall. I was working uh, at JCPenney one night, and I, I ran into her. It was a few years later, and I remembered her, and she was like, we were, she, I was like, oh, you're the one that saw the the old hag ghost over at, uh, and she says, yeah. She goes, we have one here, too. And there were two ladies standing there with her, and they were like, yeah, there's 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 a, there's a ghost here, too. There was a woman that they, they called Florence, and they called her Flo for short, and she would, like, literally – once or twice it happened where people went in there to get a haircut and they had like a salon there. And th I don't know if she was messing with me or not, but I mean, this one lady that worked there said that this ghost would mess with people's hair. And like, she would come out like she was going to cut hair. And I, and they said that it was a woman that had worked there, you know? Um, and that she had, had died. She had died of cancer. She didn't die at the mall or anything like that. And she had worked there for a long time. 
And so the young girls that would come in there, they would, they would, sometimes they would see her and they would see her in the break room and they would see her around the salon area. And they said that she was very friendly, but that she would like mess with people and and like she would go up, like she was going to cut their hair and start messing with their hair and then walk off. And then they'd be sitting there going like, what the heck? And then the actual hairstylist would come up and start, start saying, okay, what are we going to do? And they'd be looking all confused. And then they'd be like, well, the other woman had already wet my hair. And like, literally she had sprayed a couple of these people's hair with water, you know, like she was getting ready to do it. And then she would walk off. Well, that was the story I got about that ghost. Nothing like terrifying or anything like that. And they said that she was just kind of mischievous, you know, move people's scissors around, things like that. Hair dryers would come on and off. Um, but that, that wasn't, that wasn't that terrifying, but I'll tell you one that was, um, at the forever 21, I was doing security there one night and, uh, I, I, I'll never forget. I was like, I was, I've done security at three or four of these women's clothing stores and I get them all mixed up. So I'm pretty sure, I think this, I think it was at the forever, uh, 21. And I remember they had like a mirror right there. Um, like when I would come out of the bathroom and you would go into the, to the main part of the, uh, the store, there was like a mirror there where you could, it was like a full body mirror and it was right there, like next to the uh, checkout counter. And it was like off to the left, I think. And I was walking by and I look and I see this guy who the only way I could describe him was he was a heavy set Hispanic guy and he was standing there in the mirror and I look and I, whoa, and it was just kind of like he was gone. Well, I knew a lot of the guards that worked there at that mall that were, that were mall guards. And so I had a radio and I radioed one of them or I just radioed and, and I got a hold of one of them and he came by and he came through the back and we started talking and we, we talked for probably 30, 40 minutes. And he told me that there was a guy who had fallen right there in front of that store, matching that description. A few years before he had fallen from the second floor and then he died in the hospital. Now I couldn't get any kind of confirmation on that. You know, I don't know if that really happened or not, but I know that people have fallen as far as a person dying. And there was no record of a person falling and dying at that time, at that time, maybe since, I don't know, but I did see somebody and the guy looked very uh, angry. It was very, it was very uh, freaky. So the next day when the manager comes in, I told her about it and she's like, oh, that's Frank. They have a name for him, you know? And I asked her the story if it was true. And she said that it was, there was the, 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 at least the rumor was that there was a guy had fallen. She's like, but it was before she worked there and none of the people could really verify it. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those legends. I don't know if it's real, but uh, yeah, it was definitely freaky. And that mall in particular had some weird stuff happening there. Now here's another thing. The bathroom area, there was a person who had claimed that something, literally, it was one of the people that would come overnight to clean, and they would clean the food court area in the bathroom, had literally assaulted her, like attacked her, like grabbed her, and it was invisible, whatever it was, and it had pulled her hair, and she finally got away from it, and then one of the guards said that it really, it literally looked like somebody had shoved her down. Like he came because he heard the screams and he was around the corner um, near the, a store called The Finish Line. And when he came around the corner, this woman was being pushed down and he said that it looked like she was being attacked, which was, it was just freaky. It was a weird. They witnessed weird, it? Yeah. He said that he saw her fall down. Yeah. But it didn't look like she fell, like something had pushed her. 
So that was a weird story. And, um, yeah, that was told to me by one of the guards and, and he got me in touch with this other guy, Byron, that had actually witnessed that whole incident. And there was a cleaning lady that was attacked. And, um, so anyways, I, we're, we're hanging out at the Lakeline mall the other night with some friends of ours in Rumans. It's a uh, Mediterranean restaurant. It's really good food. If you go check it out, it's, if you come to Austin, it should be on your to do, to do list places to eat. It's really good. If you like Mediterranean food, it's probably the best one in Austin. But uh, it's it's at the Lakeland Mall, and one of the the chefs there, him and his son, we were outside, and his son was nice enough to help uh, my godson with his car. And so afterwards, we were all sitting around talking, and while he was talking, like in between like like pauses, you know, where nobody would speak, I would hear footsteps. Now this just happened like you know uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, I don't think it's even been that long, probably as the airing of this show to be about a week and a half. So this was like a week ago from when I'm telling you this. And I heard it. Okay. And Anthony was standing there. He heard it. And Thule, one of my guys who works for me, he heard it. And we all stopped. And, and, and he tells his dad, he goes, see, I told you when I'm out in this parking lot, I hear stuff at night overnight. And you could clearly hear footsteps walking behind him. And it was freaky. Like it's like, like he goes, dude. And then he moved to the other side of the conversation and like what we're having out in the parking lot. And he goes, dude, I, I feel like there's something back there. And you, we just kept hearing it. And then finally, you know, we just, we just ignored it and we kind of moved to the other side of the parking lot, you know, whatever. And we, we started talking and, or finished our, our conversation. But it reminded me of a story that I was told by my friend, Brian, and this happened uh, I think in the mid two thousands, he was, was living with a friend of ours named Jay who, who passed away. He died in a car wreck years ago and, uh, he was a good guy. He was a big guy, but anyway, he was walking from his girl, his ex-girlfriend's apartment with a backpack of stuff. And he had to walk across the, uh, Mopac or whatever he had to go. He had to go across to the mall parking lot at Barton Creek. And Jay was supposed to pick him up at like, I think 10 o'clock, 1030, something like that. Or I'm sorry. I think it was 11 o'clock, 1130. There was nobody in the parking lot. And Jay, Jay was staying with his girlfriend at, or he was visiting his girlfriend at the apartments that are right there behind Barton Creek. Now Barton Creek is built up on a giant hill. So Brian had had to walk up this big hill and there's like tree, it's a tree line right there. And it's a beautiful uh, spot where you can go and look and you can see the whole city. Nelly, I've taken you there. Very pretty. Very pretty. And he was walking, and he says halfway across the parking lot, where he was approaching, I think, uh, the Dillards, and he said that he hears, like, footsteps walking behind him. And he goes, dude, I could clearly hear it. And he goes, I kept stopping, turning around, I'd look, and I didn't see anything. And it would get quiet. And then I'd start walking again, and I would hear it again. And eventually, he turned around, and he saw a man, a really, really tall man. He said this guy had to have been six and a half, seven feet tall. And he said it looked like he was wearing a long brown robe and his face was covered. Now, this is in the mid-2000s. This isn't during the age of COVID. This is like, you know, before that. And he says, dude, I got so scared. I'm like, where did this guy come from? This big open parking lot. And he's like, his whole bottom of his face was covered. You couldn't see his mouth. But you could see his eyes, and they were glowing yellow. 
And he said, dude, I got so scared. He goes, I took off running. And at some point he goes, I dropped my backpack. And he had a cell phone. He goes, dude, and my cell phone was in my backpack. And he goes, I was like just freaked out. He goes, I was looking around going, please. He just wanted to see one of the security trucks with a little light on it. You know, so he could run to the guy, you know. And so then he gets close to the building and he looks again. He turns around and the guy's gone. So then he kind of slows down and he's like, where is this guy at? Do you want to tell it? This, that part right there. He turned around and he saw it standing there, but it was kind of like melting into the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the story is what he said was that this, the, it, the guy had like, he, it, like he was sinking down into a shadow spot on the ground and the shadow spot began to move around like a shark in water going towards him. Okay. Um, and he told this story to several of us, like he's told this story, like he stands by it and he took off running and this thing was moving. He could see that, like that dark spot moving and it was moving faster. And he thinks that he, it, this thing was moving quicker. You know what I mean? It was chasing him. It was chasing him. And then he sees the flashing yellow light and he goes, oh my gosh, it's one of the patrol trucks. So he runs around the corner and he starts screaming, help, 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 you know, and, and this guy gets out of his truck tells him to back off and he pulls out his taser or whatever. He, he had a taser and he told him you need to back off, get out, you know, get out, you know, get back, whatever, get away from my truck. And he, he thinks he's like a crazy guy or something. He's screaming. He's like, no, no, I need help. And, and so the guard's kind of suspicious and the guard can't just go, okay, get in my truck. Cause you don't know who Brian is. He doesn't know anything about him. And he was like, he's there's just a somebody chasing me. And he thought Brian was some homeless guy. So he goes, he goes, look, are you homeless? And he goes, no, I'm not. I'm not on medication. I'm not crazy. There's something or someone chasing me. So the guard goes and he looks and then he sees the, the him and the guard together see this guy just kind of appear around the side of the building in this light brown robe. And he sees his face covered and they see the glowing eyes. He goes, get in my truck. So they get in the truck and they drive off and then they go around the other side and they get another guard. And then that, with that other guard, they go back to the, to the spot where Brian's backpack was. And then Brian was driven to the edge of the parking lot where Jay, he called and Jay showed up and came and picked him up. Right. Well, before that, um, when the, they were driving and they had parked, he, the guard was really shooken up yeah, he was and scared. he said, are, he, are you okay? I don't want to, my friend's going to be coming, but I don't want to leave you here. He said he had seen what he had, the guard had seen and the other guy didn't was when that thing came, that the, the mask thing fell off and he was actually, he looked just like the Brian. Yeah. Well, I was going to actually tell that part, but you just told Burned it. So that's fine. We will tell the story. Thank you, Mrs. Nelly. So anyways, Jay goes and he picks him up. Okay. <laughs> Nelly's over here making me laugh. So Jay comes and picks him up, right? And then they take off and they're going down 360, okay? Now, when they were going down 360 and heading, heading up to, to Brian's mother's house, Brian's telling him the story and he says, dude, he says, man, you're not going to believe this, but this, this, he tells them all the whole story up to the point where the guard, you know, whatever. And the guard was shooken up and he said that the guard, he goes, the guard told him, you know, same thing. It was the, you know, he, he saw it too. And he's telling Jay, he goes, dude, the guy, this thing looked like me. Like when his, his, uh, shawl or whatever it was over his face came down, 
<clears throat> he said it looked like me. And he said the guard noticed it. So Jay was like, nah, like he doesn't believe him. He thinks, he says, Brian, you're crazy. He's like, I believe some homeless guy was chasing you and the guard helped you and y'all got freaked out because the guy was big or something. You know, that's what he thought. That's what Jay thought. Well, when I talked to Jay about it later on, okay, and this is back when it first happened. Jay said, dude, he goes, I went up there to the mall because he goes, my girlfriend just lives in those apartments right there. Me and my girlfriend went over there. And I knew his girlfriend too. And they both were like real adamant. You know, we, we were talking and Jay, Jay told her, he's a very big animated guy. You know, he goes, he goes, man, I thought Brian was, was crazy, dude. I thought he was smoking or something, you know? And so he goes, I, I go, we were driving out of, of her apartments and we see uh, one of the guards, you know, there in the truck and we drove up and it was the guy that Brian, it was a week after that. And he, he talks to the guy and the guy says, yeah, I remember. I, I, and he goes, he goes, okay, well, my friend's telling me this fantastical story that this guy, when his shawl came down off of his face, that it looked like him. And he goes, yes, it did. He said, yes. And I've put in my two weeks notice. I'm not going to be in this parking lot. I've already been, I've requested for them, me to be inside they, and they don't want to do it. They don't want to change my hours because I'm not going to work here. And he goes, you're kidding. And and at this time, you know, J- Jay's girlfriend was already animated. Her name was Shauna. And she was all like, that really happened. I believe him. I believe him. You know, she's like, there's a lot of weird stuff out there. My friends were at the, at the overlook, you know, at the, in the parking lot one time. And they were looking at the city and they were approached by a weird guy that came up the hill and just kind of stood there staring at them. And he had like yellow glowing eyes. And I was like, is that it? And she was like, well, yeah, they didn't see any like shape shifting or anything, but yeah, it was a big, tall guy. And he had like this weird, like rounded turban on the top of his head. Um, what that is, I have no idea what Brian encountered. I don't know. Some sort of changeling, shapeshifter, demon. I, I don't know what it was. But the guard did verify that that was the truth, that that's what really happened. And Brian said that, you know, dude, he goes, when I got out of the truck to grab my book bag, he goes, I had to bend down three times to pick it up. I couldn't even get my hands to grasp the, the you know, he goes, I had no blood in my hands. It felt so... You know, I was like, it was, it was, I was so shooken up because it was like, it was all the blood had drained down into my feet or something, you know? Um, but yeah, that was a crazy story. And he always stuck by that, that that's what really happened. I would have left my bag. Yeah. I know. Well, he had everything that he, that he needed was in that bag in like his wallet and his, you know, his everything, you know? So he had to go back to get it. But he- here's a crazy thing. And like, that's not crazy enough, but here's a crazy thing. I worked at that Dillard's there. Okay. And at that, that Dillard's is extremely haunted. I've talked about it on the show before at that particular Barton Creek. And that happened right outside the Dillard's. So you got to think, you know, there's something to this. Now, one day I went into that Dillard's with Nellie. Okay. And Nellie was buying some shoes and she had asked, you want to tell that part of the story? So. Oh, when I had the lady go look for yeah, yeah. the right size and, and she said, okay. And then she kind of. Turned to look towards the door, and she looked back at us. Kind of hesitated. Yeah, and I think that's when you said, you don't want to go back there, huh? And she said, not really. <laughs> and then the, you you said, I, I think you said, I worked here, so I know it's haunted. Is that what, isn't yeah, that what you yeah. said? Yeah, I told goes, her, I said, is it because of the ghosts? And she goes, I don't, yeah. I don't know. She kind of like got shy, and she don't know us from Adam. And I said, look, I was like, I, I know this area back here where you're at. There is, there is supposedly a ghost back there. And she's like, how do you know that? And I said, because I did security here and I've been here about two or three times. And every time I've been here, something weird has happened. That's what she said. She said she hates going back there by herself because she feels like something's just like right behind her. 
Mm-hmm. And, Didn't and, she say that she saw uh, the shoes? Yeah, push? she had seen something get put. Yeah, and, and, and so so yeah. So this this young lady, this poor poor girl, starts telling us that she had seen something move. The shoes had been moved, and I, well, she was telling me she was she felt. I think she felt a relief mm-hmm. that I had told her, "Look, I know that this place is haunted. I've been here, and this is absolutely uh, the truth." Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she, you know, and so Nellie's just sitting there. She's like, "So what did you what did you see?" You know, and the girl tells her, you know, and then. She said that there were other people who could attest to it. Now, there, there was a woman that came from the counter area, remember? Mm-hmm. And she came over there, and she went back there with her, and they both attested that this that they had seen things and heard voices and stuff. Now, here's what happened to me. When I was at that mall, the first time I worked at doing security there was a long time ago, 20 years ago probably. And I remember going in there, and I heard my name called which was really disturbing in a female voice. And it was all like, and it was, it didn't say wolf. It said Josh like that. And I was like, what the freaking heck? And and it happened a couple of times. And I kept thinking, dude, there's, am I hearing things? Cause nobody had told me this place is haunted. Nobody had said, Hey, this is a haunted, you know, Dillard's. Good luck. Yeah. So it, it, it I didn't, I, I just had no like frame of reference to go like, Oh, okay. This is a ghost. I heard this about this. I was warned. Nobody warned me. And so I kept thinking maybe I was hearing something from the vent or something. And when your last name is, you know, it's like, it could be anything. You know, it could just be anything. So I kept rationalizing it. So the next day I come in and, and the, the, one of the managers, he, he was like, so did you uh, sleep well? And I was like, I didn't sleep. You know, and he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, it's a joke. And I was like, and I was like, I thought maybe he thought I was asleep. I said, no, I kept thinking there was something going on. I don't know. And I just kind of muttered it. And he goes, what was that? And I said, no, nah, nothing. I just, I just, and he goes, will you be back tomorrow? Right. And so the next night, which was the second time I worked the second night, I go back, something more dramatic happened to me. And Nellie, what happened to me? I told you. Where the hand touched you down the and back. Down my back. And I was in the break room and I was sitting there eating and I was watching like television or whatever. It was like a little TV in there. And I was eating something and I was standing there. I was standing up and I was getting ready to walk out and go do a round or whatever. Um, and they were doing some uh, work near the front of it. And uh, so I was on the, I was upstairs and um, I was like, well, I guess I better, or I think I was, I was downstairs. I need to go upstairs, I believe is what it was. So anyways, I go out of the break room and right as I'm walking out of the break room, I felt like something almost like something rubbed down my, like the top of my back. And then it got toward the middle of my back and then pulled like my shirt. So I felt just a real slight tug. <laughs> Nellie's shaking her head. Yeah. And it was just, it freaked me out, dude. When I felt that little bit of pressure, I was like, whoa. And I just like darted out of there. So the next day, manager comes in. He says, sleep well. Joking again, you know. And I said, dude, do you think I was asleep? He goes, I, he goes if you Is this could, a game to you, sir? <laughs> then he goes, if you could sleep in this place, he goes, you're, you're, you're a strong guy. He go, and I said, why do you say that? He goes, well, there's just some stuff here. I said, is this place haunted? And he goes, yes. Like emphatically, he was like, yes. He, goes, he was aching to tell you that. Yeah, he wanted to tell me. And so then we sat there and he told me two or three different stories. Nothing really compelling. Nothing like, oh, it was terrible. You know, it was, you know, it was a dark and stormy night. You know, <laughs> fog rolled in and argh, there were pirates. There. You know, it wasn't <laughs> nothing like that, you know. But he did say, you know, that there was weird stuff that had happened there. They saw like what looked like a, uh, like a, like a weird smoke looking thing go near the customer service area and just kind of fade away in front of everybody. 
And then they had an incident where somebody had gotten like pushed near the men's clothing area and on camera, they had this like blurry image that looked like it was moving or something. Um, he tried to find it. He was going to show me. And then we were, I was supposed to come back the next night, but then the, the job, the guys had finished and they only had to come in for a couple of hours. So the manager stayed and then I didn't have to come back the next night. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, and then I never really followed up with him, but that, that was the crazy stuff that went on there at that mall. And, um, yeah, that, that, I think that for some reason, both of the Dillards there and at the one at, at, at uh, Highland Mall were haunted. And I know that the, the back area of like, you know, hey, there's the storefronts and then there's the area, the hallways behind there. And I know that at Lakeline and at Highland Mall, those are haunted because they were filming Fear the Walking Dead at the Lakeline Mall. And I had come up there when Scorpion was was working at one of the stores uh, guarding it during the filming. And when we when I went to go and pick him up and we had a guy relieve him um, because they were doing like, I think, uh, 12-hour shifts or whatever. And so I went and I, I picked him up and I got to go and walk and I looked at the set and everything and, and much of the actors were there or whatever. And so when we went to go leave, we were in the back part of the mall, you know, going through the back doors to go to the exit because the, 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 the main entrance doors were locked. And then we hear it like that. And I turn around and I look and I don't see anything. And Scorpion doesn't see anything. And it happened again. So we split up. Like he went one way and I went the other. And I, I dude, it was so weird. Like we looked in all the little areas. I mean, there was, there was only like a couple spots where somebody could have maybe ducked in and there was nobody there. Um, and I don't know what that was like, and, and it happened a couple times, you know, and we thought we heard like a, like a voice or something, like somebody was talking, but there was nobody there in the hallway, but us. And it was a long hallway. Now, one time we were at Barton Creek and I know Nellie, you ended up in the back area with me. Yes, that was <laughs> not fun. Tell, tell, tell the listeners about that. We walked through the. What, what what kind of door would that be? It's like it's only employees only. Yeah, and it's just basically the corridor that goes on the outside of the mall. Mm-hmm. And, and and people that haven't don't work at the mall or never have worked at the mall, they're not going to go into that door. It's only going to be people that work there because they know where it goes. And so I told Nell, I said, "Here we'll we'll, we'll cut through here as a shortcut." And we went in there, and yeah, Nellie was like not having it. She was like, "Man, this place it is was so- during." What time? How? What time was it? Uh, it was close. It was unnerving and scary. Yeah, and and at that particular mall, there was a Sears. I think it's no longer. I don't think it's. I think it's defunct. Now. I don't think the Sears is there anymore. But uh, I had talked to a couple of the people who worked at the Sears. I did security there one night, and um, or no, actually, I take that back. I think I think it was uh, a Scorpion or, or, or Anthony. One of them was working at the Sears, and I came up there. Um, to bring him food or whatever to check on the guards to do guard checks, and I remember one of the workers talking about a person that 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 uh, was they were working in the lawn care area where they sold the riding lawnmower stuff, and he was working there and he saw a person after hours sitting on the riding lawnmower. So he goes over there to tell him. He turns his head, he looks back, and the guy's gone. And he was telling us this. He said, dude, it happened twice. So then he goes and he tells the manager and the manager goes, oh, that's a, a ghost we call Stanley. He actually likes, he just like, he's, a, he, he's, he wears like a white shirt with khaki pants. He's a, he's a uh, middle-aged looking guy that's, that's balding. 
and he just looks like a normal guy, you know, um, just like a, a white male. And he sits on the riding lawnmowers and uh, that's just, that's all he does. It's like, it's nothing else to it. It's just that. And many people have seen it. And so they started telling us about it. You know, they said that, that sometimes they could hear like, uh, people moving around. Like, you know, you think there's somebody there, you hear feet shuffling and there's nothing there, you know, stuff like that. But th- as far as seeing an apparition, you know, they would see this guy that would just sit on the riding lawnmowers and then he's gone. So if we, if we go past that now, if we, we move past Austin and we go to San Antonio, I got some stories from the river center, uh, mall that were really freaky. Um, this one, here's one. I'll I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to give you two. Okay. And then I'm going to tell the other ones on the live stream on Tuesday. Okay as the opening salvo for the show on Tuesday. So if you want to hear the rest of them, you can, you can tune in on Tuesday, the live stream. Here's one. And, and, and let me back up a minute because there, there, let me tell you, there was another, uh, a ghost that used to be at the Westgate mall. I'm going to tell this one before we do the river center one. So you're going to get some bonus time here, but there was a ghost at the, at the Westgate mall. I don't remember there being a ghost there. I, I remember there being like a, a shop that sold old records and comics and I would go rummage through their comics sometimes and, and I would find some deals or whatever there. They built a movie theater that part of the mall used to be the theater. And when me and Diablo, my brother and Scorpion and Willie, my friend, we all went to the movies there one night. We we sat around talking to the managers afterwards. Um, and it was, I can't remember what movie we went to see now. I can't even remember. But the managers, gave, they liked us, so they gave us like free passes. And we started talking about the paranormal, which is a subject that always comes up with me. <laughs> and so I don't even remember how it came up. I'm sure I said something and I probably asked. Oh, you know what? I'm pretty sure I asked them if it was haunted because – I remember there was a ghost at the Westgate Mall. I just remember that. And now it's Westgate Shopping Center down in South Austin. Um, and so the manager, she gave us some free passes and whatever, and we started talking. And she says, this place is absolutely haunted. Then this other guy came up, and he was kind of a big dude, and he was a manager. And he was, like I said, he was a big guy. But he said he was terrified to be there by himself at night. And he said only a couple times. Did he have to be in the building with, you know, by himself? And he said that sometimes he would hear noises and he'd heard voices. And one time he watched a full on apparition, which he says was an apparition because he watched it walk into one of the theater rooms and he followed it and said, sir, sir, the theater's closed. And it was gone. He said the door opened and everything. And he just could not catch up to him enough to be able to, because it was moving so quick. And so she, the manager, had said, yeah, that that was something that had happened to her too. So here's what happened. There is a theater at the River Center Mall in San Antonio. And at that theater, at the River Center Mall, now let me give you some backstory. The the River Center Mall is right next to the Alamo. Nellie's been in there many times with me. And it is um, right on the riverfront. And you can, there's like a little place where you can go and get on boats. And Nellie, you love to do that. Um, And so- but I won't be going back to the mall after this. <laughs> <laughs> so th- there is a theater there and they show like these, th- they'll show like re- a regular movie. Then they'll show like, I think it's only got like two screens if I'm correct. 
Um, and then they'll show like a, a movie about well, the, the the battle for Texas or whatever. They'll have some sort of Texas theme something, you know. So anyways, one of the ushers that we talked to one time when we were there said that he went in there and there was a guy sitting in the theater after the after the movie and he looked like he was really out of place. And he actually thought that this guy might have been like an actor like a reenactor or something like from the time, the, the time of the battle of the Alamo right smack dab where that place is. There was part of the battle for the Alamo was right there. People literally died right there, right there in that whole plaza, that whole area people died. I mean like where all that is built is literally where people had walked and fought and died at the Alamo. And it was, it was a horrendous battle, you know, over a hundred Texans were killed and, 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 you know, I think the, the numbers for the Mexicans, it was like 1200, something like that. Um, actually that's a good idea. You can look that up, Nelly. look up the numbers, how many people died there, you know? So anyways, he goes to this guy who was a Caucasian and he was sitting there and he was wearing like a white blouse shirt. And he, and he said, he goes, I'll never forget. And he had like this, he looked out of place. He looked like he was from the, the 1800s or something. And he goes walking down, he's an usher, and he goes to tell the guy, hey, you know, the 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 theater's closed, you know, that was the last showing of the night. And he goes, I get down there toward the, and the guy like kind of ducks down, and when I get up to him, he's gone. Like he's literally just disappeared. So it says here that the it was on March 6, 1836, General Santa Ana recaptured the Alamo, ending the 13-day siege, and estimated 1,000 to 1,600 Mexican soldiers died. And the official list, it was 189 Texas defenders all, all were killed. So anywhere between, you know, it, I, I always said it was around 12 to 1,400 because different historians have said that, but it could have been as high as 1,600. Because the the numbers from the from the Mexicans, they're not going to tell you, hey, we lost all these numbers because they had a vested interest in making it look like it wasn't as bad for, on their side as it was. But the Texans uh, inflicted a lot of casualties on them. And so anyways, what happened was he sees this guy reappear. Well, not like he saw him teleport or anything, but the guy, he sees him walking up the ramp going out of the, of the theater. Like he sees him walking, uh, out the, uh, the door and when he runs to go catch the guy, of course he gets out into the hallway and there's nobody there. Um, he's just gone. And he said that when he talked to some of the workers there, they had said that this was not uncommon. And he said, he goes, if I had to put money on it, I would say it was a Texan from the Alamo that maybe died there. He was dressed like him. He was dressed like him. Yeah. And he said that, you know, it was just so weird. I mean, and then there was another story real quick. I'll tell you this one. Do you think um, those ghosts that are from the, that era and he's sitting there in the movie theater, do you think that that's his consciousness and he's like just sitting there thinking this is what people do in this area where he died, you know? He was probably watching the movie and going like, that's not what happened. Oh my God. Don't do any of this shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like like what we do in the shadows. <laughs> it's not what happened. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so you know, like Lazo. Yeah, Lazo. Well, he's my favorite. I think. 
Yeah. So anyway, he was probably or not. Was it Lazo? Was it or was it? Uh, no, no. My favorite one's the other one. What's his name? I don't know. You can look him up. I don't know what's his name. I gotta be wondering. <laughs> <laughs> What are the different characters that Lazo's Lazo's the the British guy who talks like this, you know? Yeah. You know. Um but anyway, uh the, he's you know, he's probably sitting there looking at that going like this is crazy. This isn't what happened. I'm all thinking something like really sad for this poor ghost and then you're just like, Well, you know, and then this the, I talked to the security there one time. Nandor. Nandor, that's his name, Nandor the Relentless. Yeah. And so I was talking to the security there one time. I was I was with Scorpion and Anthony and D. We were all there, you know. And we were in San Antonio for who knows what. I don't remember. But we used to go through there all the time. We were coming back from the coast or something probably. But anyway, we were we were at the River Center Mall. And I, I, I struck up a conversation with one of the guards. And I remember where we were at. We were in that chocolate place. What's it called? Cheradeli or whatever. If you, if you haven't been to River Center Mall, it's a really cool place. I mean, it's, it's yes, that yes. whole area of San Antonio is just amazing. There's a place called It's Sugar. It's Sugar, yeah. And then there's the Manger Hotel, which is really haunted. And Emily Emily Morgan's really haunted. And the Alamo itself is really haunted. So, I mean, I'm not joking. It is really, really haunted. All the people around there will tell you it's haunted. And so we're sitting there and we're talking to one of the guards. And he's a really friendly guy. He's an older guy. He'd been there for a long time. This was probably 10, 12 years ago. And he said that, he goes, you want to hear a ghost story? I'll tell you a ghost story. He said, one time when I was young, I first started working there, and he'd been, he had worked there part-time for several years before he, he uh, started full-time. And he goes, I was going to school there at UTSA. And he said that I, me and another guard, we came around the corners. We're talking, the mall is closed. And he goes, we saw a full-on, full-bodied apparition of a Mexican soldier. He said, I'm talking, he had the blue uniform. He had everything. He, didn't, he wasn't wearing a hat. And he said he was like holding his chest and he, he screamed and he goes, he collapsed in front of us. And like when he fell, he just began to fade. Like he disintegrated, like he was gone. I mean, and he said it was on the lower level, um, right when you're going out kind of where we were at. And so when he told me that, that, that was freaky. And now one of the freakiest stories that I was ever told, uh, at, about the river center mall was, a, was an entity, was a guy that was chased um, from the parking garage. And I'm going to tell that story on the live stream on Tuesday. So you don't get to hear it unless you go to the live stream on Tuesday and I will tell that story. But that is probably one of the freakiest stories I've ever been told uh, about that, especially for that, for that mall. Yeah, that is the freakiest story. I've heard a couple other weird stories. Like there was a bookstore. Um, one of the workers said that the, the, some books came flying off the shelf, like just two, 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 you know, books falling. Um, you know, and nearly knocked her down, but, uh, yeah, all kinds of weird stuff. But this, this one was the weirdest one. And I'd say with Brian and that story, probably the two most terrifying stories I've heard of the mall. They are. Yeah. And then of course the, the gold mine ghost is a really weird one. That's a weird story. Um, trench jacket, coast. trench jacket guy, you know, shake kids up to take their money, take their money. <laughs> Uh, I wonder who he is and what his story is. Because, you know, if you listen to the Tuesday live stream that I did with Truth, we talked about not only entities coming out of orbs, but like people. What if he's like, he can, you know, like like these people can vanish at will. What if he's a real guy, but he's like a, a time traveler? You know, like that and was something. And this is what he does with his time traveler. Because <laughs> he tries to get change. <laughs> I'd go back to 1952 and get a Mickey Mantle rookie card and then come back and sell it and go buy a house. But that's me. I mean, you know, you, you know, 
But uh, so so this guy, I mean, what if what if that's what that is? He's like he's like traveling through space and time, you know, or something, and that's why he's able to uh, appear if, and reappear, disappear, or uh, he's maybe. just a, a a spirit, or I mean, it's from a parallel world. I don't know. Maybe a parallel thing, and he's just jumping in and out. But I don't know. I don't either. I mean, if I had that kind of ability, and I was, I would not be popping in and out. Of <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you know, you get if if okay, hypothetically, let's say hypothetically, you're a spirit, and your your consciousness. Let's just say, for argument's sake, it depends on energy that you have to get. What better way to get energy than to scare people and feed upon that energy? If there's a way, if that's how, I don't even know how it works. I'm just saying, or it could like, be f- feeding off the energy that kids get off give off when they're excited about winning the game or they're just about to lose and they're like, yeah, oh. you get all that energy yeah, going. That, yeah. That, that I got to win this game. Oh my goodness. You know, or if and you then, were like me and you got angry when you lost and you, would, you would beat the other kid up. Well, he could just go to the gym for that kind of energy. <laughs> 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 but I mean, you know, I mean, maybe he was a gamer when he was alive and he was just, because the, the image, like, like when I, when I, when I saw that real brief image, like at wet, and I was at wet seal that mm-hmm. time. I thought he, he he looked like a young guy, but he looked unhealthy. Let's put it that way. I mean, he's got a gambling problem. <laughs> he got a gambling problem. <laughs> Video games? That's, a, that's not a gambling problem. He was like, then he would go to Vegas. He would be up there. He'd go to the casino. He'd go to the casino. No. I don't know. Anyways, folks, that's all the time we have for tonight. I, I hope you enjoyed it. These were ghost stories that we had collected of the malls. Um, it's really late and I'm tired and I don't know if I was on my A game tonight, but I tried to tell the stories as best I could and try to get them out there. Um, a lot of weird stuff, freaky stuff. And, and you consider it like it's the mall. So the next time you go to the mall and you're walking around and you're having a great time at the mall shopping, you know, retail therapy, whatever you ladies call it. Continue having fun. Don't do anything else. <laughs> don't go to the back areas of the mall, <laughs> you know, and I'll leave you with this. Okay. Um, Tuesday, I'm going to tell the story of the, of the, of the, the ghost of the river center mall in the parking garage. And then I'm going to tell you another one about the Houston Galleria. Nellie knows that one. She's, she's, yeah, I'm going to tell you those two at the, at, uh, I'm going to, it's going to be the continuation. I'm going to tell them on Tuesday. So check it out. July 5th, come to the live stream. And remember, we're going to have a guest that's going to come on and talk about some stuff. He's very controversial and, uh, he's coming back. So tune in July 5th, guys. And then the Friday following that um, is going to be Dogman Bigfoot with Tex. So I'll see you guys. Thanks for being uh, a listener, being Patreon supporters. Uh, We will drop the link on the Paranormal Roundtable group. Go join and leave a comment. Good night and God bless. Bye.